Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance. And today my guest is Jessica Porter. This is part three of my interview with her. She is an actor, a hypnotherapist, a writer, a comedian. Enjoy. Sure. Does, do okay. we want to work on Hamlet? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, we could. Yeah. Whatever you whatever you want to do. I'm okay. Good. Let me just right. actually turn off my phone. Okay. Cool. Well, it's on airplane mode. Oh, I have to turn off the Wi-Fi. I have this. I have this same problem. It's like uh, if you have an emergency contact, you know, and somebody calls you from that, it doesn't matter if you have it on silent. It will go. It will go through. Yeah. So, like, I've been in a movie theater. And it's like, what is oh, this? your brother. Your <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, my brother. And like, oh, shoot. But it's like you know, how do you put that where it's like, don't you know, call me through that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So, just for the viewer, I'm going to explain that I'm going to take you into really deep relaxation and start asking you questions as Hamlet. Okay. And uh, we'll just do it for a few minutes and sort of show what's possible. And you haven't, I know you've worked on it. Is there another character you want to work on today? Like, because you've uh, done Hamlet. Yeah. Let's do, uh, let's do Richard the Third. Okay. All right. So just allow your eyes to close, Justin, easily and gently. And bring your awareness to your breathing. And just allow your breath to be normal and natural. But your awareness, your awareness, which has been out in the world today, talking to me, learning things, doing things, fixing things. Your awareness is coming back to your breath. Just allow your awareness to settle on your breath. It's not gonna settle there perfectly or permanently, but just dropping it down coming back to your body. Good. Very good. Now I'd like you to bring your awareness up into your eyelids, Justin, and imagine that the little muscles of your eyelids are feeling loose and limp and relaxed. And allow your eyelids now to get nice and heavy. Just allow your eyelids to get sleepy and heavy and comfortable. And as your eyelids are getting heavier and heavier, I'd like you to accept the suggestion that your eyelids are so relaxed that they simply will not open. Now, of course, you could open your eyes if you really, really wanted to. But I'm asking you to pretend that you can't open your eyelids. And now I'd like you to test your eyelids to make sure they won't open by wiggling your eyebrows. Just lift your eyebrows, keeping your eyes closed. Good, perfect, perfect. You can stop testing. Now this relaxation that you have around your eyes, Justin, is the same quality of relaxation that you will soon have throughout your entire body, if you want it. So let's imagine this relaxation around your eyes moving back into your brain. Let's imagine this relaxation moving through every single cell of your brain, causing your scalp to relax, causing the muscles of your face to let go, as all mental tension 
disappears. And allow the relaxation now to move down into your shoulders. Your shoulders feeling loose and limp and melting like butter. As the relaxation moves down into your arms now, your arms are feeling nice and heavy, like they're made of marble. As we were saying earlier, Justin, you'll always be aware of any sounds going on around you during the session. You're not asleep, just relaxed. But from this moment on, no sound that you hear will bother or disturb you in any way. In fact, from this moment on, any sound that you hear, like noises within your environment or within mine, those sounds will actually cause you to go deeper and even deeper into relaxation. You're doing great. The only sound you need to pay any attention to is the sound of my voice. And the sound of my voice is also taking you deeper and deeper. And I just want to make it clear to any viewers, you're agreeing to have all this happen. Are you not, Justin? Am I controlling you? Or are you going with me? You're going with me. Yes. Okay. So you're consenting to this. So this relaxation, let's imagine it going down into your chest, down into your belly. Let's imagine your pelvis is heavy on the chair. So heavy. So comfortable, the muscles of your lower back and your buttocks letting go as the relaxation moves all the way down your legs. Your legs are feeling nice and heavy, like they're made of marble. So let's imagine now, Justin, that we're moving into your character room. I'd like you to open the door of your character room. It's a beautiful place with a beautiful, comfortable couch for you to lie on and a closet that says character closet. As you open up the character closet, you see all the costumes of all the characters you've ever played, including the costume for Richard III. I'd like you to slip that costume on now and lie down on that couch. And I'm going to ask you some questions for a few minutes as Richard III. So I'd like you to imagine that you are five years old. Where are you? And I'm outside. And I'm fighting with a brother. What's happening? He's hitting me. Oh, wow. How does that make you feel? Not good. Can you fight back? I'm trying. He's tall and strong. How long does it last? Not long, but he's off me now. 
How does this make you feel? Can you describe what happens in your body? I don't feel good. What time of year is it? Spring. Where are your parents? I don't know. What's your brother doing now? Laughing. He's laughing at me. He's calling me cross-legged. Mm. Yeah, you have something different with your body. Can you tell me about it? I'm deformed. Mm. What happened? I was born this way. And how does that make you feel about yourself? Not good. Not good at all. What is not good? Is that shame? Is that anger? Is it fear? It's anger. It's anger. Anger at what? Or whom? Everyone. Okay. See me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a monster. Mm. Okay. I'd like you, if you would, to imagine that you're 10 years old now. Tell me what's happening in your 10-year-old body. I like to stay by myself. Mm. Why? I don't like people. Mm. Why? They don't understand me. Let them have their fun. What's going on with your brother? He's going to be king. Can you say that again? He's going to be king. Mm. 
How does that make you feel? I'd be better at it. Mm. They're not gonna let me. They're not gonna let me do it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, if only they knew what I could do. Mm. What could you do? Be much better than him. How? I show him how what a real king is like. What's a real king and like? And he's a, someone who is respected and feared. Mm. Mm. Not him. Mm. He's just going to bring us into peace. <laughs> So Justin, I'd like you to allow yourself to go back to the couch in your character room. And from there you get up, you take off this costume and hang it up in the closet. And it's there for you when you return. And when you return and put on that costume, you can go back to all of these feelings, all of these thoughts and all of these insights that you've had. They're there for you in the, in the costume. And I'd like you to leave the character room and imagine that there's a staircase in front of you and it's got five steps up between you right now and your normal waking consciousness talking to me. And with every number that I say, I'd like you to go up one of the stairs. One, coming closer and closer to your conscious waking state. Two, feeling really, really good inside. Three, energy picking up in your hands, your feet, and your head. Four, and one more step up. Five, allow your eyes to open. Feeling wonderful. Wow. <laughs> I'm afraid of you now. Wow. Uh, I started like sweating. <sighs> it was a great, I mean, thank you for demonstrating that because I think for anyone watching, it was a really neat demonstration of how powerful the tool is to get you into your imagination, keep you there unselfconsciously and be in the feelings. What was your experience? I just felt my whole body like just tensing up, like this really tensing up. Uh, 10, I felt like it was, it would loosen up a little bit, but five is just like tense. And then I'd bite my lip. I didn't want to say the word freak that really upset me. It was more enjoyable to say monster than freak. When you would do that, 
for some reason that would bother me. Mm. I would just let it, you know, just grab me. And then I felt my neck stiffen up a little bit. It was, it was kind of profound. <laughs> well, I'm always amazed at how like spontaneous people are with things like the way you laughed. It wasn't like, I'm going to laugh now. Like you had a thought and you're like, <laughs> just can't just like burbled up out of you. That's great. <laughs> wow. <Whew. sighs> right. So let me just ask you a couple questions. Yeah. So did you feel like stuff was just sort of happening by itself? Um, yes, it, it did. I felt like both, some of it was being led the place and stuff, but the physicality was happening on its own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was really starting to happen on its, mm -hmm. on its own. It's just like, so mm -hmm. my legs all felt rubbery and mm -hmm. I mean, the sweating just, and the feelings like once you'd had an experience i mean i get that it's a combination yeah. of like you know the play and you know so you have to insert some yeah. information but then it sort of runs yeah yeah i mean it would um yeah it was it was it was interesting um it just really came at me and felt ridiculed and uh, mm -hmm. and then as we went to 10 it just felt more and more just, uh, keep to myself and mm. just it's quite profound <laughs> well and by starting at five and moving through the ages we start to build like the layers of the onion that we are as people and we grow in response yeah. to the things that happen to us. You know, yeah. you get shamed and ridiculed and beaten up. And then the next layer of the onion is fuck you stay away from me. And then the yeah. next layer of that onion is like, look at me, look at me or whatever it is. I can't predict yeah. it. It's different, but it's always in reaction to what has happened before. Well done. Yeah. That was Thank you. Thank you for doing that. You're very I appreciate welcome. That. You're very um, I'm welcome. glad everyone got to get to hear and see that. I mean, yeah. that's, um, um, Thank you. One question I had uh, about the, um, the audition hypnosis. Can mm -hmm. you do that with multiple, like, I've been in New York where I've taken the subway and then I've been here where I've driv driven a car. Can you, can you do two different ones? Will the, will the body accept that? Can it, you mean the long hypnosis where you imagine going to the audition going there and, and then forwards going and back and, and forwards, forwards and back? Yeah. Sure, I think so. Whatever the circumstances are, you imagine yourself between your home and the audition. Um, okay. And that, you know, you don't need to do that several times. Um, I think that that whole technique is just about helping people detach from their own adrenaline wave and you practice yeah. all the steps to auditioning. And by practicing it in your subconscious mind, you feel the adrenaline wave. Yeah. But by doing it forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards, it becomes like, oh, big deal, adrenaline wave, yeah. as opposed to how we normally handle it, which is like, fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting. It's, um, it. I think doing this helped me a lot with with auditions and not being nervous like i have to mm-hmm. meet new people every time and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. and you know and and you know prepare this so it's kind of so it's kind of like when i went through it it wasn't as i guess i i would the thing that would probably get me most nervous is um other people in the room I mean, other other people waiting outside. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. is the worst part of auditioning for me. Is is the other? That's kind of why I like Getting the self tape, the self tape world. Is you don't have to see that. You know, you just go in and you know, perform and then leave and then leave it, leave it be. Well, I would encourage you if you're in those situations again, which I hope you are, because you know yeah. a lot of callbacks are in person, especially these days. Yeah, is you know, create your own hypnotic suggestion for it and say like the more people in the waiting room the deeper I go into relaxation like the people I see in the waiting room are causing me to relax all sorts of things that cause us to tense up we can make them triggers of relaxation it's our choice we don't know we have a choice but we do so I'll often say to people at a friend I was helping her prepare for a big interview And I was like, the closer you get to the interview, the more relaxed you're becoming. It completely flies in the face of all conventional wisdom. But we have the choice. Michael Jordan thinks differently than the rest of us. Michael Phelps thinks differently. You know, uh, Serena Williams, Roger Federer, they literally, they used to, in sports hypnosis, call it the zone. Yeah. Um, we can develop our own zone as actors and you're in charge of it. So whatever's freaking you out, make it an anchor or a trigger to relaxation. So wrapping up here a little bit, um, tell me a little bit about your sleep well podcast that you're doing with uh, Carissa Vacker, who I watched, I used to listen to her in one of the, the, um, I forget which it was one of the sleep, uh, sleep apps that yeah she, sleepiest she, that's not sleepy i think that's that's one yeah. that she does so you know when i hear that you know the voice she has a very interesting way she speaks when she does the uh the thing <laughs> yeah she's like her voice is like butter i mean she really has like a buttery voice but she also like Beautiful. hits like a certain she like goes up on a certain like syllable like almost oh. every time it's it's, oh. it's it's really fascinating oh. she's like interesting I'm carissa Vack. It's like oh, it just like rides up, yeah. you know, funny. Well, um, she's that... Lo- that started because, I mean, it's called Sleep Wave. Um, yeah. And both Carissa and I were creating content for Sleepiest, the app Sleepiest. And yeah. the developers of the app looked at how our content was performing and said, we want to take these two people and make it into a podcast. So you know, it's free material yeah. to induce people to subscribe to the app. So that's yeah. how it started. It started less than a year ago, it started like end of October last year. Yeah. And I think we've had over 3 million hits at this point. Wow. Yeah. And the that's podcast cool. alone has had 3 yeah. million listens. We get 100,000 listens a week. And people, so and are you been, seeing it? Are you seeing it like it's usually Grow. at night, right? 
Well, it depends because night is a yeah, different uh-huh. thing. You know, it's all over the planet at this point. I mean, English speaking countries. So um, I don't, I'm, I'm not privy to like the background analytics about yeah. who and where I could ask, but I don't really <laughs> care. Um, but I do know the numbers and the numbers are that we've busted through a hundred grand a week. And uh, yeah, little secret is that we're about to split it into two shows. So I'll have my own show and she'll continue with Sleepwave because there are people who are madly in love with Carissa and people who are madly in love with me. And it makes sense. We're different. So, you know, yeah. it's sleep is a personal thing. So some people sleep better with me. Some people sleep better with her. And it doesn't work for the analytics to have a podcast where say 20% of the listeners only listen 50% of the time you want a podcast yeah. where everyone's listening to every episode that like absolutely changes the equation. Yeah. So, but it's been a great, great thing. And she's lovely. Yeah. We've never actually met in person, but we have a couple <laughs> people in common and we talk and she's yeah. lovely. It's a, it's an, it's an interesting, um, yeah. I listened to it last night as I was great. going, going to bed. Yeah. It works. It really works. I mean, it's so gratifying. I can't tell you, Justin, to hear from people about how, yeah. They're sleeping. I mean, sleep, if you can't sleep, it's such a big deal. It's such a, it's a huge thing. And to be able to help perfect strangers sleep who haven't slept in years. Wow. Does my like soul feel exercised by that? Do you, do you think the sleep is a problem because of the culture? You know, we just, we're, we're kind of designed not to stop. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, stop. Yeah, I think it's a lot of things. I think caffeine plays a big role. I think like- Yeah, I gave, not... I gave up coffee for that reason. I, I yeah. only drink decaf. <laughs> and it <laughs> works. I mean, it helped, I'm sure. With the yeah. quality yeah. and the length and the duration of your sleep. Absolutely. Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, if you, you might not notice it, but it will stop you from getting into that last cycle yeah. of sleep. Same thing with yeah. if you're in a room with somebody who's snoring. That can actually wake you up without even realizing. Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's I should insert easy. that more into the, I mean, I do say the sounds around you take you deeper, but I should be more specific and be yeah, like. Yeah, yours is more into a meditation, whereas Carissa right. is more doing the narrative where she right. would tell the story. Right. Um, talk, what about stand-up? You've been doing stand-up. Yeah, I've been doing stand-up for a few years. I love stand-up. It's so, yeah. it's so just the other side of my personality completely. Like, you know, the sleep wave is like aligned and good and healing and peaceful and sending out these amazing vibes. And the stand-up is complaining and saying yeah. the shittiest thing you can think because <laughs> that's what's funny. It's like the shadow. You're actually like processing the shadow. And that's what makes, I mean, the best jokes are the ones that really dig at the shadow and go like, yeah, you pretend you don't think this, but you do. And you find uh, it harder now with the day and age that we're living in yes. to do, to do the, because that's what I didn't I'm even hearing. need to hear your question. Yes. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. You have to think long and hard before you put a joke out into the public. I mean, in LA, there are really contained open mic rooms that you can go yeah. to and you're with other comics and they're trying on stuff too. So you're free yeah. in those places and it gets like very inappropriate, but not an inappropriate, yeah. like people are assholes just inappropriate like you're saying the stuff on your mind yeah and you, you gotta hear, get to that 
yeah. you got to know where the line, you got to get up to the line to know where the line is. That's what um, Louis C.K. taught. I mean, I know everybody hates him now, but he's a really great comic. You know, he would yes. talk about how, yeah. you know, you know, I want to take them, take them a little bit over the line, then bring them back. And know, the funny thing back. about hanging out with comics is that, you know, last night there was this black yeah. woman from, uh, you know, the... Um, anything goes Gambia. she was an african woman and she's doing comedy about she's like you guys think you've been through stuff i watched a guy get his dick cut off you know <laughs> as a child i was nine and she said but luckily he was dead so he doesn't know he got his dick cut. and you're like oh my god and she said you know when you live in a country where everyone's black then you have a whole new thing to complain about it's like oh your last name is so-and-so and you come from this town yeah. and it was like oh my god she's exploring her line and then you have yeah. the Iranian guy who's using the R word, which we can't say anymore, and talking about <laughs> the Saudis. And that's he's working out his line. And yeah, you just realize that it's something that we're all wrestling with in different ways. And when you get a bunch of comics in the room all doing it, it is so refreshing yeah. because there's no sacred cows. There's no political correctness. There's no one yeah. wagging a finger. You're just free to explore your yeah. own mind. And I so think that's I love kind of what it we and should, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, that's what we should be able to do is go and try that. But now it's like somebody brings their phone and then they tape it and they go, so, so, so this and that. And then they're going to apologize just for all, all these apologies and stuff. It's just like, you know, it's like it's human nature. You know, you got to stop putting maybe everybody up on pedestals because that all you're doing is expecting them to fail eventually. You know, nobody is this perfect human being we just saw that with will smith who was right. the closest thing to right. being probably right. a perfect right. human being right. every talk right. show right. social fun you know he checked off all the boxes never you know went edgy on anything and they does that you know the one thing it's like well it's and it's probably because he's been holding that lid on i mean in other words yeah if we allow that everyone has a shadow i have a 16 year old niece who's like being inculcated into this culture right now and I said Lila I want you to know a secret everyone everyone is 10% asshole yeah everyone yeah and you're it's never not going to be that way and if we pretend that we're not if we pretend that we don't sometimes have a nasty thought or that we don't sometimes yeah. like have a shitty feeling or want to make someone else feel a shitty feeling yeah. if we deny that then we're really in trouble if yeah. you admit that we're good yeah. that's where the first amendment thank you and that's thank and that's you. where comics come in they're yeah. saying the stuff that everybody yeah. is thinking right and that's and they're right. putting it out there and it's like okay right. this and is you laugh thing. because it's been yeah. sitting in your little bucket repressed and that's yeah. what the laugh is it's going <laughs> and you're letting yeah. it out but now we're living in like the culture where if you laugh at certain things, it's like, oh, there's something wrong with you. It's like, you know, you don't want to hear what I laugh at. <laughs> it's, this it's, is, why, right, this you know. is why I'm glad that I'm old sometimes because yeah. I want to do a whole show called like, hey, Gen Z, back off. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just be the wise person in the room. It's not wise, like, but yeah, age gives you perspective. You've actually been yeah. over some trends a few times and you well, just want well, to- Well, Bill Maher talked about that. Out. This somebody mm. got fired uh, um, at college because he said that there's this presentism 
Whereas you in this day and age, because you wouldn't do what they did back then, like, you know, it's like, if you, if you were in that day and age, you would have had done the same thing. You would have probably, you probably would have had a slave. You probably would have done these things. It, you know, with this, this idea that, you know, because you think this way now, you should have known better that you should have gone back and been like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to say no. It's like, yeah, maybe 1% might do that, but it's a cultural Well, it's, some, it's, it's, it's completely, yeah. this really weird denial of the incremental and evolutionary moments and steps required to build a culture. Like we are all growing and learning at the same time. And that's that's what I was saying about the age of the internet. When 22 year olds are 52, they'll be like, God, we were assholes. (laughs) I mean, they'll know, they'll recognize it. They will have failed. People around them will have failed. They will see that nothing's perfect. They'll see that they have secrets. They'll see that you have to forgive sometimes and let go and that you can't control people and that stuff yeah. like racism is more complicated than just wagging a finger at another person. Yeah. Like, like, like fact, you don't yeah. know that when you're 22. <laughs> like, like they were like, they, they want to cancel Lincoln and it's like, right. really? We're going to cancel right. him. Right. Because he didn't do what you wanted to do. It's like, it's, well, we should cancel democracy insane. because half the people, you know, vote away. You don't want to. So let's just yeah, get rid of them. I, I think thing. some of them probably would. If you got into their head, they would be like, you know, I think that's okay. I mean, I've, I've talked to some people who would be like, yeah, I'd be okay with a dictator. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> that, that's where we draw the line here. I'm not yeah. into that. That's, that's the that's I the love meeting a younger person who's into history. I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, you're interested in history? That's so fantastic because- History teaches us what not to do. It's almost the blueprint of- how to learn from and it's like we continue to be the culture it's like i feel like we're almost the roman empire now and we're just like stockpiling weapons and we're not realizing it's like well it didn't really work out so well here why don't we you know take course you know maybe a military industrial complex putting all our money into that is not the solution but you know i i'll talk to people and they'll be like you know what was it they wanted to take 10 percent out of the pentagon and, you know, allocate it to, you know, other things, you know, like roads and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. we can actually see. Mm-hmm. They, they all mm-hmm. voted it no, both Democrats and Republicans. And it's like, I talk to people and they're like, well, you know, that, you know, we, we, you never know. And it's like, what do you mean you never know? I mean, if you don't try different things, we're, we're just going to be doomed to repeat the same mistakes in history. Right. Well, I think also history gives scary. you, history gives you respect. Yeah. I mean, like racism didn't start in 2020. Feminism didn't start with a Me Too movement. Like you start to understand that you're standing on the shoulders of other people's progress and other people's courage and other people's risk taking and other people's free yeah. speech. And that's important because yeah. it gives you humility and perspective. And I mean, look at the women's suffragette, you know, movement. Yeah, the I mean, suffragettes. That's, 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 you yeah. know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd like to see, were you going to do all that? You know, because they well, did that. <laughs> right, exactly. And they did it on the shoulders of other people. Like, it's just, yeah. we're part of a human chain. And I think humans, even now, today, all here, like I said, I think we're going to find a new version of what we do, which is we're a flock of birds. 
I mean, yeah. I was amazed with the queen's death, regardless of what you think of the monarchy or of her as a person. Yeah. Four billion people looked up from their phones and were like, oh my God, the queen's dead. Because yeah. we are a collective and there are still tuning forks in our culture that hold up certain principles and values. And we do align yeah. with them, regardless of our bullshit. So but when you're young, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, I feel for young people. Like I said, I was, I was the same age. I was as arrogant, but I yeah. didn't have the internet to make my words and opinions seem like they actually had muscle. And again, yeah. there's a reason that we're here with the internet, with this generation and they, yeah. we need them to be activists. And they are, unfortunately, I feel for Gen Z because they're saddled with a real urgency around climate change and blame us yeah. all you want. Believe me, we didn't, we're not completely responsible for getting us into this no. picture. I mean, like I mean we used to... industrial revolution kicked it off. So, yeah. but, but I feel for the pressures that they feel, but at the same yeah. time, we need one another. The wise need the young and the young need the wise. Absolutely. Yeah. This idea is just like, you know, we'll just get rid of, you know, you know, sometimes I feel like <laughs> Democrats is one of it. Let's just get rid of all the Republicans. And it's like, that's not going to work either. Right. Then we're, then we're right. just going to fight amongst right. ourselves. You're right. not going right. it, to, right. it's called diplomacy. This is where, you know, being a really good politician comes into play because you have to work across, you got to work with other people. You can't just say, yes. this is the way it is. And this is the yeah. way it is. Yeah. Lead them to your side. The problem is there's so much dogfighting, you know, mm -hmm amongst themselves and you know on on the media that's telling the message it's like we've lost the human touch of we're human beings and this is it um wrapping up here do you have a beginning of the day routine oh man wrapping up I'm, i really don't every day is sort of different i'm a freelancer and i i mean i try and meditate in the morning i try and uh drink my cup of green tea so i'm not too caffeinated but not entirely decaffeinated but no every day is different yeah cool what about nighttime <laughs> no i'm usually i mean i'm usually watching something i'm a bit of a tv addict i you know i'll oh, watch yeah? my like oh yeah i love you know some reality real estate show on netflix yeah. or you know, and um, I tend to journal at night and like get out any stuff that might have built up during the day. Um, but yeah, every night is different too, because sometimes I go out and do comedy and that'll be a later night. And yeah. I really, I'm not, I'm not a terribly structured person. Where the structure exists for me is what I put in my body. You know, I have eaten a similar way for a number of years now. And I find that that's kind of my organizing principle. And then everything around that is kind of, if I'm eating well, the choices that I'm making are soft and healthy and I don't need to be rigid in them. You already answered this, but <laughs> do you meditate? I do, I do, <laughs> I do. What is, what is your practice? Is, is, it, is it mainly hypnosis or do you like to- uh, No, I do. I study something called Vipassana meditation. And uh, it's, it's, you know, profound awareness in the moment, generally of like the breath and then sensations in the body. So it's very grounding, but I meditate for like 25 minutes. And uh, how do you spell? Yeah. Vipassana, V-I-P-A-S-S-A-N-A. 
Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Like insight meditation. And but I I I shopped around for different meditation practices in my 20s. I did a bunch of them. Yeah. And I love meditating. I love Same it. Same here. Great. So, I love that. Cool. What, um, what do you do? What's your practice? I, I mainly do. Okay. So I, well, I got the book right here. This was the first thing I did. Fishin uh, Lakiani's uh, six hmm. phase meditation. It just kind of got me into it. Great. And then uh, I do Joe Dispenza's. Um, mm -hmm. Right now I'm doing like a vlog of like every time I meditate, I come out of it and I explain what it feels like and what, what problems I had, you know, that's why I was sure. like, is there any way I can hip, <laughs> hypnotize myself to not scratch myself or have right, right, anything, right. You know? is this just like, you know, um, so I do that. And um, then sometimes I liked, uh, it was Andrew Huberman, he was talking about how oh, yeah. you can almost put yourself into meditation. If you look at something and look inward, you can almost put yourself into a, mm. a meditative stance. Mm. So, like, I sometimes will do that, just like now, regularly. It's like, okay, go into the state. <laughs> what what books are you? Um, what books are you uh, uh, reading? Anything? I write books more than I read them. Really? Yeah, I'm not a big reader. Lately, I've gotten into audiobooks. I read the New York Times every day. I used to read the New Yorker uh, religiously. I love real. I love reality. I'm not into fantasy, yeah. and I'm not into most fiction. I've never been a big, big fiction reader, and I especially don't like fantasy. Like if it can't happen in real life, I'm not interested. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not a voracious reader at all, and I come from big time readers and writers and publishers yeah. even. But I, um, I'm more of an actor who would rather watch a movie or a play. So, but I'm into audiobooks lately. I do appreciate really good writing and I do write books. I mean, I've written seven or eight books that have been published. I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> you, you should use this on your stand-up. Hello, I'm I know, a, I know. I'm an, I'm an author, but I don't read. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how. No, I know how to write, don't know how to read. Like when they had uh, Trump out there, he was like, you know, I don't believe in reading. Yeah, like, well, okay. Kanye West just, uh, just <laughs> what did he confessed say? that he's never read a book. That's uh, not surprising. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the scary. That's the he scary. runs a school. He started a school. That's what's crazy about it. And we're not, not going to do, and we just won't have reading. I don't know. I'm not sure. It'll be great. Okay. <laughs> um, what are you watching now? Oh God, I just started watching something last night called The Sins of Our Mother about this like really crazy Mormon woman who kills people. But yeah, I mean, the other thing about watching is there's just so much to consume. I, well, I know, so we're overwhelmed crazy. with it. So yeah, much stuff. so it's almost like, you know, week to week, it's a different thing. I love The Great British Bake Off, The Great mm. British Baking Show. I love real estate shows. I love real estate porn. That's my porn. Um, now you go, you go to the movies as well. What have, what have you I seen do lately? that. What I saw this week was uh, yeah. the documentary about David Bowie. I did too. Wasn't oh, did that you? so good? Yeah. Oh, that was, was really, so good. Really, really that was inspiring. Inspiring. Same. I'm going to talk about him in the next sleep wave. Say saw like, it twice. Oh, really? Okay. I'm going to have to. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I've, I loved that. That was such, because it was so different than all the other documentaries where it's yes. a talking head going, well, I knew David and he was, right. instead it's his interview, previous interviews narrating mm-hmm. this like uh, surrealist, it, it felt very David Lynchian to me. Yeah, and it felt very Bowie too, you know, because it was yeah. just like, the, it was like the, the imagination just barfing up. Was the cat named Ziggy? Yes, I thought I thought that when you said Ziggy, it's like it's got to be Ziggy Stardust. (laughs) Well, he's got exactly the the lightning. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, no, I thought that was so good. That was such a an interesting document. I think tonight I'm going to see that movie Amsterdam with uh, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that should be uh, interesting. Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. Christian Bale said he had to stop talking to. Chris Rock because he kept like I know, I saw thinking that about a character as he's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, I have to, I have to act. It's funny. So yeah, no, I love going to the movies. Just uh, if if I can go to the movies and see it, I would rather do that because right. it's just it's hard to recreate that experience here. I mean, I guess if you have a right. private movie theater, then yeah, I guess you could do that. But it's I don't know. There's something as I said, a, like church like feel to it. Yeah, for me. Um, so how can people reach you? <laughs> um, well, I am on Instagram. I have two Instagram accounts. One's called Jess Porter Standup. So that's the like funnier side. And believe me, I don't post in any of them all that often, but please friend me or follow me. And the other one is Jessica Porter Hypnosis. And that's more of the sleep wave stuff. Um, I hope to have those two personalities integrate at some point in my life and have some people right. go for both sides. We'll see. I hope one side doesn't cancel the other. Um, principally the comedy canceling hypnosis, but whatever, we'll see. And yeah, I'm also <laughs> on Facebook. Oh um, yeah, exactly. How dare she? She put me to sleep. Ah, you know, it would be more and be like, how dare she? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Well, thank well, you so much, Justin. You're thank adorable. you. You look like Paul I, Rudd. Do you hear that every day? Do I, like I do Rudd? hear that. I yeah. do hear that. It's good. You could look. It, it could be worse. <laughs> thank you. You know, you thank can look you. like Seth thank Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's funny. Paul Rudd is cuter. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I mean, yeah, we you're like very welcome. Two, we pleasure. went two hours. We did like almost a Joe Rogan show. <laughs> I know. Well, for anyone who stuck around to this point, thank you for listening or watching. I pray you to it. Yes. Thank you. And uh, Thank you so yeah, much. have a great rest of your day. You and too. don't don't stay Richard the Third all day. Okay, that about does it for this episode. I want to thank Jessica Porter. This is the end of part three, and this is the end of the interview. I suggest you check out her book, Unlock Your Power a guide to self-hypnosis for actors. Also, check out Sleepwave. As always, you can find me at Justin Yance, and I will see you next time on the DMF. <laughs>